if home, if home is where the heart is, then success lies in the gardens of our souls. Many savor the flavor, but only few can make it grow because it's a dirty job in a hot climate made for hungry farmers, made for the people who sweat from their brow is what waters the seeds of their dreams blossom. Even if the dirt is dusty, it'll soon be dust and mouths left agape from watching you eat off the fruits of your labor and not the offerings off their plate. For you, there's no such thing as hate or haters, just disgruntled fans who looked up to see if you give up, but instead you picked up your baggage, you checked it, now get ready to fly. Remember that even in the air, you still have to grind. Still have to lift each step out of the dirt and crud. That's what we mean when we say get it from the mud. Get it how, it li how you live. Get it how it comes. Just never give up. The seed is always more important than the flower. Just never as beautiful. Be you till they're full. Then grow. More nutrients for your soul. It's where success lies. And home is where the heart is. You deserve a homegrown meal. Introducing the Poet Life Podcast. Go check it out today on your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Apple Music, and the website, thepoetlife.com. Find a way. Find a way. Hey, 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 it's Christoph Wrights of the Poet Life Podcast, and I'm super excited to be speaking with the gentleman named Dennis Amadeus. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Christoph. How you doing, man? All is well, man. Uh, it, it's it's so interesting at times because, you know, the moment of the podcast recording, uh, uh, a lot of our guests or my guests, since I'm the only host here, um, you know, I'm, I'm meeting the guests for the first time. And right. this is the first time you and I met. And what better time than now? Than to get to know each other right here on the podcast. Hey, I'm with it, man. Uh, one thing I'm do, one thing I am good at is talking about myself and uh, getting to know other people. You know what I mean? Awesome. Oh, hey, look, listen. When we're talking about business, that's the best way to do things, man. Networking. Yeah, man. Face to face too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for being sure. Able to talk to people. Agreed. Definitely. Where you located, man? So I live. In, I'm living in Tampa, Florida, right now. Um, I came. I've been living here since about 2009. I came down here when I was about 21 years old. Uh, I came from New York, where okay. I was, where I kind of grew up, where I was raised. But I was I was actually born in Germany. I'm a German citizen, um, and so I moved to America when I was five. And yeah, man, and that was kind of been my journey since then. <laughs> okay, okay. T tell me about Germany. W were you there for a while? Or you you left early. Um, I left real early. I don't remember too much. I remember uh, little things, faces, my biological father, um, uh, some, some, some things from him too. Uh, but uh, I came, I came here. Most of my early images are from my my dad, who I call my father now. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, were as as a father figure were him, but because um, that's where he met my mother was in. Germany. So I came, I lived in England too for a year because uh, he was stationed there for a little while before right. I came to America or before I came to New York. But, but yeah, man. Um, so that's kind of how I got over. He was a military man in the air force, obviously Ramstein air base is where he was stationed at. Um, that's kind of where he met my mom and that's how I came over here. My biological father uh, was, is actually from Mali, Africa. Um, and really? he was kind of, yeah, he kind of a Rolling Stone type cat. I've, 
I'm finding brothers and sisters still today, you know what I'm saying, that, uh, around the country, around the world that he's kind of left. So, that, so that's been interesting. You know what I mean? On one end, it's like, oh, it's sad, but now it's cool. It's like, I get to meet these uh, people who are related to me for the first time. And we have, we're starting to build these real cool uh, relationships. And anyways, but not to get into all that, but a lot of that I'm exploring now because my, I, I really started talking to my biological father, like, uh, not too long ago. And even in the beginning, when we first met, it wasn't all smooth, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm still kind of, but he finally sat down and he gave me a lot of the history that I lost that I didn't know about, about mm-hmm. my lineage, where I come from, my biological grandfather, um, even, um, you know, I mean, his, his grandparents and, um, you know, his, his grandfather was like a Nazi soldier and <laughs> uh, yeah, man. And then, but his, his, uh, his father was uh, a diplomat from Mali, you know what I mean, from Mali, Africa. So it's like crazy, man. It's crazy. So <laughs> he did. He dealt with a lot too. Learning his story was really eye opening, man. It was really eye opening. And it, you learn. I learned really fast in that one night, like why it's important to know where you come from. Just knowing, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the fact that my grandfather was this kind of well-regarded man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. You know, it made me feel good about myself, and it gives me an idea why I have so many political kind of driven passions and why I'm a good writer and a good orator and stuff like that. So um, it makes sense to that in, in a way that didn't really before, you know? Right, right. Yeah, no, knowing your history and where you came from really shapes the person who you are, you know, mm-hmm. who, who you become to be. And uh, a lot of times where you plan to go, like you said, and um, uh, I, I really appreciate you sharing that information because I think it will frame, you know, uh, where we go with this conversation, right? Because, uh, you know, it really some, in some ways determines, you know, the trajectory of your writing sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, uh, have you found that to affect your writing at all? Uh, I don't think directly, like it wasn't a con, I never made a conscious decision because I've never actually written about any of that or any of this, really? you know, what I mean? uh, in, in, a, in a real significant way. Yeah, I'm still kind of <clears throat> processing it and taking it in, trying to discover how I want to write it and how I want it to come out. Um, because like further in your career, you you're you become a lot more, um, I guess, intentional about how your message is received. Where like in the beginning, you just want to get it out as much as possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But uh so I want to make sure that what I'm doing with my stories is is good too, in in, in the long run, it's something beneficial to the world. So sometimes I want to, I got to process things and figure it out in a real in a real way, because and it has to be authentic. But I would say maybe indirectly, again, just um, I think there is something to be said about what carries on through bloodlines, right? And what what carries on talents and even passions and spirits and and energy and things like that. You know what I'm saying? I. I like I said, uh, you know, his and his mother was was actually a poet, you know what I mean, um, and a uh, performer. But she was it was obviously wasn't a big spoken word thing, you know. She she just wrote and she, but she did speak them out loud in public things and stuff like that. So you know, just learning that again, it's like, uh, but my mother was even, um, you know, my biological mother, you know, my mother that I've, I've known my whole life. Uh, you know, she was a singer and performer as well. So it's like this pedigree, uh, the idea of a pedigree, it, it makes sense in it for me in my life, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it, it, it gave me, and now it justifies where before I'm like, why do I feel so strongly about so many things sometimes? Like, why am I such a social justice 
a sensitive person, you know what I'm saying? In, in, in the sense of like equity and equality, not like mm-hmm. social justice warriors per se, but why are these things so important to me? Because they're important to me in, in a way that wasn't explainable. Like, it's not like I looked for them. I just, these are the things I cared about. These are things that upset me, that mm-hmm. I saw, that I that I came to realize through reading and learning. And so it, it gives, it gives uh, validation to that, right? That it's not just bull crap. It's like, well, this is where I come from. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, the pet kind of the pedigree that I was made from. So, um, yeah, Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. That's really good, man. At what age did you start writing? Ooh, that's a good one. I would say my first, oh, I started writing, I guess you could say, uh, in sixth grade, I won, I won an essay contest writing a poem. So I guess that would be the first time I ever like was intentional about writing, like in a way that wasn't tied to school. Cause you know, as when you're young, everything's tied to school. You only write cause you're told to, you write your yeah. assignments and whatever. I think that was the first time I wrote something that was out of my own perspective and passion and thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings. And, uh, and I happened to win with that. Now that, that was like a sign in the beginning. I, I didn't take writing serious. And Mac, in fact, from that point on, I kind of lied to myself and told myself I didn't like writing, that I hated writing and all that, you know what I'm saying? And, um, but then there's little, there was like little breadcrumbs that kind of reminded me that uh, why I was kind of made to be a writer, I think, because um, like the essay contest in sixth grade, you know, I didn't even, I wasn't trying, I didn't think I would win. You know, my own self-worth was like, I'm not going to win this essay contest. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when I won, I was like, me, I won? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, uh, and then I would say another one is like in eighth grade, I was in kind of, at, at that point, my grades were slipping. Again, not because I was dumb, but because I was just, you know, I had ADHD. I was more interested in the social things. If it didn't grab me, I couldn't focus too much on it. But, um, but so once my grades started slipping, I got into the remedial English class, and then we did our poetry, uh, our poetry, like program or the section of the English class. I, I just, I just got it, man. I just even in the beginning, I know it sucks, but Robert Frost was the first poem that I ever kind of really read and studied and broke down. But I just understood the concept of metaphor, even if I didn't have a word that this is a metaphor. I understood what it was to create a metaphor. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, it was always backwards engineering for me. I wasn't learning techniques and p- applying them. I was learning words for techniques that I already was applying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or understood and sh- and and stuff like that. Um, you know what I mean? So, uh, so that was, again, just more indicators going on. So to answer your question directly, I don't think I really started taking poetry and writing seriously until 2012, which when uh, I kind of found slam and, and, uh, poetry slam and things like that. That's kind of when I was like, yo, at that point, I really had nothing else. I had failed out of a lot of things. Shout out to my first uh, shirt. I failed my way to success is what it says on the bottom. But, um, but I failed in a lot of things, but, uh, you know, poetry was one of the first, poetry slam was one of the first things that I excelled at. And I didn't like, I didn't have to work super hard to be like just mediocre or just uh, with the pack. Like poetry, I kind of excelled naturally at, you know what I mean? And putting a little bit of effort in, I got really far in it. And so at that point when I didn't have much, that's when I was like, yo, this is it. And then from that point on, um, and because I didn't have nothing else, that was all I focused on. So for two years, it was writing every single day, performing two, three, four times a week as much as I could. You know what I mean? Just getting out there, making it happen, hitting the ground with all the fervor and passion of like, this is all I have and I'm good at it and I'm going to go hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and it's literally poetry. And it's so, you know, people 
you know, hyperbolized poetry a lot. You know what I mean? It saved my life. It, 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 but it literally gave me so much. Everything that I have in this moment that I'm happy for and I'm proud of that I'm successful, it came through poetry and pursuing poetry mm-hmm. and, and honestly pursuing poetry. Now, obviously, I feel like in, in another aspect, it was God. You know, there's a lot of God in there, too. I'm, I'm leaving God out of this equation. Um, but God was uh, completely tied into all of this um, sure. as far as direction and protection and opportunities and blessings and then just be having the gift to begin with and so but ultimately it was that dedication to poetry to making my craft good to making sure that i was a a decent person off stage to make sure that what i was on stage was authentic and genuine um these were intentional things that i worked on all the time and in the in that first like five years of just bulldozing through as much as i could you know i mean the pandemic was the first time I think from the time I started that I that I wasn't doing it. Like wow. I, I literally think there was not a moment from 2012 January to 2020 March that I wasn't comp full force doing poetry or trying to do poetry. You know what wow. I mean? <laughs> so wow, that's, that was a long winded answer, but <laughs> no, that's good, man. I appreciate you know the passion in which you share, man. This is I'm sure. Whoever's listening and watching is feeling all of the passion that you're presenting. It's time to create an unforgettable experience at your next event with The Poet Life by booking a keynote poet. Poets excite your audience with motivating messages, charismatic delivery, colorful rhythm, powerful prose, and heart-filled stories with a style of spoken word that's tailored specifically to your event. The Poet Life has keynote poets in your city of all ages and backgrounds. Visit thepoetlife.com to learn more and book your poet today. So it's 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 much appreciated, you know, um, because that means to a lot of people. I know for me, it means that you're serious about what you're doing, right? And um, and and I can tell, like you said. You're very intentional. And I think a lot of times when it comes to poetry, for whatever reason, that's the part that um, is missing at times, especially when it comes to the poet, the the business behind poetry. Mm. Right. It's it's I love poetry. So let me just do it. And and the intentionality sometimes is not there to where. Um, there isn't a goal. It is, I'm going to do it because I love it. And that's cool. Um, good way to start. It's a good way to start. Very good way to start. Uh, but then when you start to complain a little bit and say, well, I wonder why I'm not, you know, growing. I wonder I'm not, why I'm not getting paid, you know, mm-hmm. like other poets and this, that, right. That's where the intentionality has to come in. Right. Yeah. Right. Because because, you know, fly by night is very obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Lack of intentionality is very obvious. Mm -hmm. Right. And and being intentional on the other side of that coin is very obvious. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I can tell you that you're very intentional uh, just by looking at your Instagram name. Mm-hmm. That's right. that's being intentional. We were just talking about that before we click record, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, I asked you what your IG name was because you just put your name there. He was like, that that's my IG. I was like, I love that. <laughs> I love that. 
you know, yeah. and, and that it's a small thing you would think, right? But the question is, who knows you're a poet and how can they find you if that's what you want? If you want people to find you, you have to make it easy for them. Right, right. Yeah, right. and yeah. not have a random Instagram name, knowing Instagram is, I don't know if it's bigger than TikTok or TikTok is winning right now. I don't know. But right, it, it's you know, if you're performing and, and you did an awesome job, and at the end of that performance, you know, yeah, y'all can find me at so and so, so and so, so and so. And people are like, what is it? Say it again, spell it. Oh, nigga, wait, wait, what did he say to you? What yeah. did he say to you? And if they're a couple of drinks in, that's as far as they're going to get. They're like, what is this IGF? You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. You, know? exactly. you had an opportunity to catch about 50 to 150 people, you know, following you. You know, they already saw the product. They love the product, but they don't know who the person is because right. they can't find you. Right. So back to intentionality. That is very appreciated, man. That's good stuff. You know, um, so so. 2012 you pretty much went all in right? right and are you when you say all in are you are you saying you're just going out there to perform or are you trying to make this your career uh man it was it was so much energy and passion you know what i mean in the beginning it was i wanted to be the best to be honest mm -hmm. i think i think that was the driving force now the good thing is there was there was there was sincerity and genuine you know what i'm saying like wanting to be the best was just the fuel mm -hmm. it wasn't the whole ship you know what i'm gotcha. saying gotcha. if that makes sense and so like the heart and the engine and the the wings of the ship were di were different were different you know what i mean mm -hmm. and so the wanting to be the best is what got me out there and pushed me because i felt like like i said this is something that i could be the best at you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. i'm like yo if i put in the work i might be able to be the best at this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that just drove me so much. But then again, with that, it was like, I also had a moment where I got my butt kicked, man. And I had to sit down, you know what I mean? Real real quick, my first slam was a tie for first. I was on top of the world, right? And then I realized in my second and third slam, when the real slammers <laughs> came out, and not, not to knock the people that were in that first slam, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um, or my first slam, I tied for first. I mean, I said third. I mean, I tied for first. But um, but then in that third slam, I got eliminated in the first round, easy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I remember, I remember having a moment when I was like, um, I I was upset. I was like mad, and I was like, because that original vision was shattered. Now, now all mm -hmm. of a sudden, it wasn't so easy to be the best no more because I was in a room filled with people who were way better than me already. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean? so I had a choice. I was like, I could leave. And give up, or I could sit down. I could study these guys and and, and girls, right? Mm -hmm. And I could figure out what I need to do, or I could learn from them, and I can grow in that capacity. You know what I mean? Now, behind that was also the passion of I genuinely wanted to change the world. I was very zealous at that moment. You know what I mean? I, I was reading a lot. I was reading a lot of Cornell West, Black Panther books, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of community. You know what I mean? Or uh, kind of community reliance and uh, education and pulling ourselves up and um and a lot of the uh struggles that i had growing up were being validated in that as well you know what i mean so i felt i had this passion and then i was also real fresh in my journey my journey my faith journey 
So all of that was coinciding with this discovery of poetry, you know? So I was like, a, I feel like I was a rocket ship. And then again, I had no fetters, you know? No family, no family chains holding me back. Um, I was in, I was, I came from New York down here chasing my ex and she was, she was gone. So I had no like surroundings, no growing up, you know what I mean? And because I didn't have a big job or anything that tied me down, I, there was nothing that stopped me from being able to develop. So, um, and, and, but yeah, to the, to your point of intentionality, that's what I'm trying to get to the point of. That's when that intentionality started coming in was that day in that slam when I sat down, then it, then things started to change. Then I started paying a lot more attention to, um, what makes somebody successful as a speaker and as a person in the community, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. as a, um, at the time I wasn't thinking brand that came later down the road, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, just what makes somebody a better writer? What makes somebody a better writer, right? Not even outside of the pen game and getting the applause for the performance. I mean, even outside of the, per, the performance aspect of it was how can I be a better writer? How can I tell my story better? How can I deliver this message that I strongly believe needs to be out in the world the mm-hmm. best way I possibly can? And that's when the studying of the poets comes in. That's when writing all the time and again, intentionally in ways that put you out of your box. If you're writing the same way all the time, you're not making yourself better. So it was studying foreign poetry, doing foreign poem, uh, trying to write in all the different slam categories that I could, you know, from haikus to regular poetry slams to one minute rounds, to two minute rounds. Um, you know, what I mean, all of that was intentional because it because it was uncomfortable. You know what I mean? And then also the intentionality behind always making sure that the truth is being spoken and that I'm not, even in my own intellectual dishonesty, I'm, I'm, that's where God comes in. Cause I always want, I always pray and I always make sure, I always want this. I, I want my, a little bit of myself removed because I don't want to put out a false message out there, even if I'm tricking myself in the moment, you know what I'm saying? And so uh, that there's intentionality in that too, with making sure that my faith that I, I, I stood um, true to my faith values and beliefs at the time. And, and um, so that was super big, you know, and I think helped me separate myself in a lot of different ways also, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I think made me more powerful and confident in what I had to say uh, because I felt like it was ordained, so to speak, you know. Sure. Um, sure. Poet Life University welcomes you to the world of creation, thoughts, expertise and professionalism by offering technical knowledge, practical support, creative encouragement, and whatever it takes for you to create the poetry career that you've always desired, but never knew was possible. And the best part is we have professional poets from around the world as professors to teach you everything they've learned throughout their poetry careers. We are currently offering several eight-week live courses that will help you gain a deep understanding of poetry, become confident in your work as a poet and writer, Learn how to start your own business with the help of an expert. Enjoy the freedom that comes from being able to pursue what you love on your terms. Are you ready to take your poetry to the next level? Learn with others by dooming for the future from the comfort of your home. Get in touch with us at www.poetlifeuniversity.com and enroll today. Yeah, speaking to poets on a regular basis, right? I I hear... And when I say poets, I mean like the greats, you know, um, uh, and those who are aspiring, aspiring to be great. Uh, I hear this this familiar um, notion, and that is to study. Yep. Oh my God. And write. Yep. 
Yeah, to study and write and to study and to write. And without studying your craft, studying the industry that you're in, you know, the tools that come with it, the techniques, you're limiting yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're hindering your growth as well. Um, uh, and in a way, it bolsters your pride when you don't study. Studying will studying will humble you because Ooh. right? Because you're like, okay, this guy right here or this girl right here, she's a beast. Let me figure out how she got to where she is. And and okay, these are the things I need to do to get on her, her level or even surpass her. But if you don't do that and just say, Oh, I'm I'm, I'm better than her. <laughs> right? It's 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 not a good direction to go in. Right. And it's not it's not the truth. I mean, I hate to say it. If you right. you know you're blinding yourself, you know, and and in any art form, the truth is always going to be more, the most impactful. I, mm-hmm. I personally think, and I, I know there's good people. There's people who are great liars, and I'm not going to say there isn't exceptions to that rule because there are. But in my experience, it's usually the truth. You know what I mean? And when you're blind, and and you have to have that truth for yourself. Like mm-hmm. when you're, you have to be able to say um, that wasn't my best, or um, I didn't do very well or you know what I mean? how can I be better? I clearly need to grow. I clearly need to study. I clearly need to, you know what I mean? That, that personal truth um, has to be real too. Like, and that, that's exactly what you're, what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, it's in, so that means it's intentionality and accountability, right? Yeah. Because I mean, you not only have to listen to yourself, but you also have to listen to others. Right. That, are in your circle or those who cover you because if if they're afraid to tell you that yo that was bad <laughs> you know then what are they there for and 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 that's what what they'll probably be thinking what am i here for if i can't even tell my friend or my brother or my sister mm-hmm. that uh they can be better right you know what i'm saying so so who's that person or people for you that can actually let you know that, you know, you can be a little better, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah, and, and, people don't like the, and, and especially in the spoken word art form, because it is, because it is now, I want to give some understanding that there's a lot of people who rely on it for, um, you know, real community, for real helping them uh, deal process, especially things revolving identity. You know what I mean? Um, in all aspects, people find people that are like them a lot in the spoken word world. Um, but I think when we're talking about strictly craft, right? When we're talking about craft, how to be a good artist, how to be your best, um, you know what I mean? Uh, the best product of yourself, you know what I mean? Um, you have to be able to, it's scary to ask the person that you know is going to tell you you're whack, but that's probably mm. the person you need to ask the most because not only will they tell you they're whack, they'll tell you exactly why you're whack. And yeah, they may have an ego and yeah, they may be big jerks and yeah, it may feel bad, but it's the truth. And if mm. you, and if you listen, there's some, there's some gem, there's something there that can help you, uh, mm. push yourself to be better. You know, there's something yeah. That, that a lot of, like you said, a lot of other people either don't have the knowledge or experience for, right? right. Or they don't have the the heart for you in that real, mm-hmm. in that real way, you know? Yeah. Do you have someone like that that can actually 
kind of penetrate, you know, your 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 wall of, you know, this is who I am and this is who I'm gonna be. Um, and tell me the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, man. One of my favorite things about getting to a certain level of poetry is that like eventually everybody becomes that person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because everybody because they all love the craft so much. You know what I mean? It would be disrespectful to not to to not tell a poet you know that loves the craft that they are not doing to the best of their ability. You know what I'm saying? Like the mentality changes. It's not necessarily about uh, the feelings. It's about the dedication to what we're trying to do. And um, so I'm lucky and very blessed to be in a circle poet nationwide that I can, there's a, I can call different types of poets who will tell me that from different genres for specific types of poems. You know what I'm saying? Um, And, and I'm very, I'm very happy. I'm not trying to like brag. I'm just very grateful for that because it one it shows me that they respect me enough mm-hmm. to give me the time of day to to read my poetry to to come back and be like this could be better and and they and they and I also know that they genuinely kind of want to want to see me win you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying because they want me to be at my best I, it, that's how I that's how I look at it you know so yeah, yeah that's good that's good man so we so we we just brought up intentionality mm-hmm. heavy uh, super important accountability. I just want to run through those just to make sure those who are watching and listening are really jotting this stuff down. Um, Because if you really get it, if you really get the intentionality Mm. and just don't just write to write, um, uh, write to write if that is what you need in regards to releasing. But in regards to um, career or or just just being intentional as far as you trying to perform for uh, compensation, uh, winning a contest, whatever it might be, um, just know what you're writing for. Right. If it's writing to release, then that's what it is. Right. But if you're being commissioned to write, being meaning being paid to write, then then you need a whole lot more intentionality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in in your delivery in your writing uh the techniques the 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 whole not your like you said off stage how you present yourself how, let's get there let's go there mm-hmm. um you said you were intentional about how you treated people on oh, yeah, as a good person off stage as, as well as a good person on what's stage. that what's that mean i mean it was uh well i mean it, it it plays into my natural nature is that you know i mean i'm very i think i'm just a very people person and i i have genuine goodwill towards people especially if i'm in an environment that excites me and i feel happy in it, i want to spread that love and joy around but um i do think that people underestimate the power of um being a servant to the craft and the community you know what i mean before you try to be a king of it or 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 or, or queen or you know what i mean or whatever and i think i i think what bothers me a lot is that that was something that i was taught growing up and i think that's why that translated to poetry was you know what i mean i lived i grew up in, in new york in a community uh, a tight-knit community bruce street new york uh, where it was about the community a lot of times. Like when we had to shovel the snow, when the snow fell, the kids had to shovel the whole block. We had to shovel everybody's snow. It wasn't just our snow, you know what I'm saying? Um, when people had parties, it wasn't just 
one person's party. It was the Blocks party. Everybody knew that. Everybody got fed. Everybody's kids was, was having was protected and watched over. You know what I mean? It was a, a group thing. And so that I think translated into poetry because I wanted to bring that as much as I could because I, it's something that I, I witnessed the power of and wanted to bring out. And and also again. It's just the natural order of things. You have, like I said, you have to be able to serve first, I think. You have to look for places where you can help and where you can, um, you know, be be of assistance to the culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Be of assistance to what's trying to be built on a bigger level, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, to the, be an assistant to the genre, to the, to the art, you know, to the craft of it. Or, or not a, yeah, not an assistant, but a servant, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you do that, you know, you are rewarded and you're not supposed to do it because of the reward necessarily, but people will respect you and they'll want to give you, they'll want to help you on your way. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's a it's a, a golden rule kind of principle, you know? Right, right. If, you, if you put so much service in others, when it's your time to walk, it it will come, your, the service will be around you constantly. People yeah. will constantly be, be wanting to help you and put you in the right places. And mm-hmm. I think, and I think that is missing a lot. Is there is a competitive aspect of it. And I was always very competitive on the stage. You know what I mean? My competitiveness was always, if I get on that stage, I want to be the best, most interesting, most memorable person on that stage. But off that stage, it was about the community. It was about the culture. It was about the people. And it was about, it was about the heart of what we're doing more than just this five moments, five, three minutes on stage, maybe four hours of a night, whatever, you know? Because at the end of the day, the poetry that I write isn't for slam, right? It's Mm. poetry that I write for the world. It's poetry that I write from my experience. It's poetry that I write for healing or for education or for whatever uh, the true emotion is in the moment. And then if it works for slam, then I put it in the slam. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Mm. But I'm never writing poems to win slams, you know. I'm mm-hmm. I'm never I'm never writing poems to like uh to like be, you know. I'm saying you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, yourself up. Yeah. I have poems in the moment. I want to be the best performer on stage. But when I'm writing that poem, I'm mm-hmm. not thinking, "Oh man, this is gonna kill him on that stage tonight." Yeah. I can't wait till right. I'm the best performer, or this, this is gonna kill him in the slam. Nah, that's not how that works. You know what I mean? It's right. I'm writing this because I either need to get it off my chest or because it's a craft thing that I wanted to play with or because um, it's a story I got to tell or because I'm trying to process my own life, which is what I'm doing kind of with the book that I'm working on. Mm. Um, You know what I'm saying? It's never to win the slam. But it so happens that because I'm a great speaker and I have a lot of energy and you know what I mean? I have these talents. I can take a lot of these poems and win slams with them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I can, I, ha- I have, sl- I may have a slam version of the poem crafted yeah. in three minutes with things like that. You know what I'm saying? But it's not the heart. It's not the heart of where the art comes from. It's not the heart of why I do the art. That's why when you take slam out of the equation, I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If slam disappears, guess who's not going nowhere? You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Got you. Got you. That's interesting, man. Because, you know, I, I, I do know poets who write for the slam. You know, um, so just for clarity, so you write one, you write to write and and to release and and to get it off your chest. But then when it comes to the slam, you adjust, adapt, edit, 
to for, yeah I, I, add I, the, I, thing, the mm-hmm. techniques for the slam to those poems yeah exactly right 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 and so it would be um i mean you know i mean i guess there's a contradiction there because i do have some poem like i literally have a poem about why i love slam you know what i mean like clearly yeah. i'm gonna do that in a slam but also it's a poem about all the nerdy video game things that i love mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying that's the heart of the poem is i got to express in a real way how slamming feels like being in Street Fighter, you know what I'm saying? Or, or how it feels like being in these old Kung Fu movies, you know? So even that poem, there's something behind it more than just winning the slam, you know what I mean? Right. And even that poem, it's more for the culture of slam, right? Than it is for me even winning the slam, even though I have one slams with it. So it's like, uh, again, there's just something bigger there, you know? Um, and I think I think you minimize yourself as an individ- as an artist and as a potential powerhouse if, if you're if you're incredible at slam, you already have a gift. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But you're pigeonholing yourself into this very arbitrary competition that's very specific and very one-dimensional. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's gonna happen to your whole craft. And then when slam hurts your feelings, you're not gonna want to do poetry ever again. You know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. gonna want to write no more. You're not gonna want to, you know, what I mean, be around the community or whatever. You know what I mean? Now all of these things you've tied to this arbitrary bar game. Cause that's what it started as, you know what I'm saying? And now all of this emotion, all of these experiences, all everything that you've had is just gone because, and you, you can't true. And you know what I mean? And you're not truly, again, honoring the art, honoring the craft, honoring. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's another common denominator uh, that I hear often honor the craft. I hear that often from great poets and respect the industry that you're in, you know, and, and and it all ties together, especially when you are off stage and you are um, in community with people and, and basically being a nice person, mm-hmm. you know, because just as your performance will go before you, your off stage performance will go before you as well. And hopefully in a more positive way. And if you're good on stage, more eyes are going to be on you off stage. That's another thing that's crazy to me too. Is like people see that people see the difference in who you are on and off stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, yes. <laughs> no, that's good. That's definitely good. Yeah. I mean, and we all know that negative negativity spreads faster than positivity. Mm-hmm. So your attitude and and just the way or who you are will spread faster than your performance. Right. And I want to be clear, like I'm, I'm by no means perfect. You know what I mean? Like I've made all kinds of mistakes. I've, I've done, I've let my emotions get the best of me. I've done ranted on Facebook about stupid things. I've done, I've been, I've been caught up in all kinds of crazy uh, drama and, and, and crazy stuff. So I don't want to act like I'm on some pedestal, but I do think again, because I honored the craft, right? Because of these things that we're talking about is why I'm still here and why mm-hmm. I still love the art so much and why the art gives so much back to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mistakes are different than, than routine sure. and mm-hmm. who you, who you are often, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, you are not your mistakes. But if you keep repeating them, then that's who you, <laughs> it's a different story. So 
Um, you know, and I appreciate your trans transparency, man. Uh, that's 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 a that's an important thing to have. Um, so what what all have you been able to do with poetry? Like share share a little bit of you know your accolade, flex a little bit. You know, uh, um, I, that I, 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 so all right, man. I'm not gonna do the hum humble thing. I'll just be honest. I think my biggest thing that I've been able to do with poetry is I created a, a, a viable, real career for myself. Mm. You know what I mean? Like a, a genuine living wage. And I, I know, and I have a job now, right? But this is a job that I got from being from doing free poetry workshops for the kids mm. at this at this thing first for a year. You know what I mean? Then getting paid for poetry workshops, doing poetry workshops for them year after year paid for mm -hmm. as a contractor for seven, seven years or not. I mean, seven's exaggerated. I'll say three, three years. Right. Then getting brought into a deeper level in their program, becoming a leader for their uh, social emotional intelligence retreat. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and now doing that and getting paid for that year after year. And then that turned into you know, actually multiple job offers. They offered me other jobs before that. And I, I just didn't feel like we're right for the time and where my mind was at. But now, you know, I mean, COVID slowed a lot of things down and helped me reassess. So, but it's like, even though I have this job now, it's still poetry that got me here. It's still poetry I use every day at work to continue to be the person that they saw fit to give this person with no college degree and a criminal history, this awesome job, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a program coordinator for a great organization, you know, that really helps um, homeless youth and uh, gives them uh, on track for graduation, wraparound services, mental health. Um, you know, I mean, I'm responsible for a lot of these programmings and education that they get outside of their school and stuff like that. Um, and so all of the, all of the things I've learned through poetry have gotten me that, you know what I mean? But outside of that, I mean, I've traveled the country, man. I've traveled the country just off the strength of my words, just off speaking on stages. Like that's, that's thing, these are things I never would have ever thought possible two years before I was introduced to poetry. You know what I mean? One year, five months before I was really introduced to it. I wouldn't have thought this any of this possible. I've been, you know, all the way to LA. Um, I've been to uh, Philly and um, I'm just, now I'm losing train of thought, but you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've been to a lot of different places. Uh, St. Louis, uh, Louisville, um, New Orleans. And this is all, you know, this is all just poetry. People are now paying me to come teach poetry in other schools, in other cities, you know what I mean. Um, I'm getting paid commissioned to to uh, to do poems for other nonprofits, right, and other mm -hmm. things. And uh, um, that's that. I mean, these are real, you know, real accolades. I guess that I could, I feel like, are, are good mm -hmm. because, like I said, it, maybe I don't have a lot of big awards yet because I, now, before I was so anti-award, I intentionally avoided them, and now I'm kind of like, dang, I don't got nothing to really show. <laughs> but so my accolades are like this. I've literally created my life from poetry. I have a great job. I'm financial. I mean, I'm not gonna say I'm financially secure, but I'm definitely not where I used to be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, mean, uh, I, I have I have an incredible network of awesome people across the country, man. Mm -hmm. I've met I've met uh, so many movement workers. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, from doing uh, social justice, you know, work, um, mm -hmm. police brutality work, um, you know, mutual aid, like disaster relief around the country. Just, I met so many real people, man, Black Panthers, uh, you know, some of these parents with the, with the lost and hashtags children. Uh, and again, that's not something I want to like brag about necessarily, mm -hmm. but it's just like the spaces that you get in 
when you are being authentic to your art and genuine and it's just it just blows my mind sometimes um you know what i mean i've done work uh with for quentin aaron um for the for the actor that was in the blind side that played that football player he had an anti-bullying foundation um i did a little tour with him around some schools and 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 and, uh wrote a poem for him that he ended up paying for um and you know his organization yeah. I should, that sounds funny. The technical term would be they commissioned me to write a poem for their sure, own. Sure, sure, sure. But um, and so uh, you know what I mean? And just yeah. I think the respect. One thing that I'm really proud of right now is the respect that I have in my own city. You know what I mean? As far mm-hmm. as the artists, like other artists of other genres, and and I cross genre bridges. I'm I'm working with MCs and instrumentalists and um, mm-hmm. singers and things like that. And it's just uh. You know, and, and and again, it's right in my wheelhouse. It's not like maybe I'm not super duper famous, but this is really my life every day. You know what I mean? And I love it. I'm happy with what I've created out of this. That's you know, dope. that's dope. I love that, man, because not everybody's happy with what they're doing. So, so and the trajectory just always goes up. And that's one thing when I get down on myself, because sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I should just get some super corporate gig and be an event planner for some big ass for some, for some big old company. And um. Uh, but she's the one that reminded me, she's like, yo, every year you're doing better than the year before. And it's been like that nonstop since the first year you started. And you know what I mean? She's like, it don't matter what you're going through. You got to keep going because you're always going up. And she's the one that reminds me of that all the time. And it's the truth. Every year I've made more money. Every year I've gotten a little bit further. Every year I've made better contacts. Every year I've moved further and, and further in my career in a way that I either wanted to or just didn't expect. And wow, I'm here. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's 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 dope, man. That is that's awesome, bro. Um, so tell me about the teaching. Um, because the reason I asked that is because you know we have a university, uh, Poet Life University. I know, I, I saw yeah. that. That was really awesome. I like what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, man. man. Class starts soon, and uh, we're doing like eight week, um, live courses in Zoom, and um, uh, really excited about that, and and. What are you? So, what exactly are you are you teaching, uh, and who are you teaching? Um, so mostly, I teach uh, high school age youth. Um, okay. I I'm, I mean, I'm open to teaching pretty much the gambit. Whatever you know, if they're if they want to hire me, elementary school is a little tougher because I like to get real and and be direct. And I, I, with the high school age, especially eleventh and twelfth grade, you know, you could just be right here with them. You don't have to dumb it down, anything like that. And so that's where I like to be. I like to be direct, you know? And um, so anyway, that, that's the demographic that I typically teach. Um, but what I teach is the power of writing your own story for yourself, the power of narrative. At the core, that's what I try to, that's how I make it universal, right? Um, I teach spoken word and poetry, but that's what I've always done. Spoken word, if nothing else, is giving me the power to write my life for myself. And, mm-hmm. and, and I determine and dictate what I've gone through and not other people. You know what I mean? I get to choose my how my failures, how my mistakes, how my past uh, influence my future in positive ways and not what other people would tell me, which is you're a criminal, you're a, a, a screw up, you are, a, you know what I mean? You haven't made it nowhere, blah, blah, blah. The reality is, right? And again, not to, I, I'm, I'm I run two businesses, you know what I'm saying? I have an event company with, with my with my homeboy Curtis Davis called Grow House and then I have me as in Dennis Amadeus is an entity, right? It's a legal 
entity. So when I teach, when I perform, when I when anything, whenever I do it, it's all it's now it's all business. You know what I'm saying? And it's what I love to do. You know, and um, and so anyway, so the point I'm trying to say is, what do I teach the kids? Right? Um, that's the main thing is. You get to decide your 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 story, and a lot mm-hmm. of times, especially as kids, they don't know that because they're always silenced because just off the strength that they're young, um, yep. and it, you wouldn't. And the power that you get that you see from these kids being able to identify, process trauma, just even work through things that they've never worked through for themselves—it's just incredible, man. And the way it could turn some of them around um, is is really amazing. And so that's why I do and that's why I do the work. And it's something that translates every single place I've been. Juvenile Detention Center. I've been to LA with uh Matthew Cuban at the Challenger Juvenile Detention Center. You know what I mean? I've never been I've I've been in some hood dumb stuff. I've never been that deep. These were that all they did was the gang life. Not school, not reading, not writing. 14, 12, 13 year old gang life gang banging shooting like that level i was just as successful there as i was with it over in you know what i mean one of the i don't want to name it but one of the high schools here in tampa that i just did where it was kind of upscale a lot of you know well-off white kids you know what i'm saying but the message translates across the board you know what i mean and and i think again that's that's a a sign that it's a it's it's a truth right a universal truth i think that's a sign that it's the right thing for, for me and my faith and what I think God God has put me on the path for. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, I think it's also a sign that, you know, our youth got something to say, man. Mm-hmm. And they're important. I mean, what they have to say is important. I hate to say it. And a lot of people don't want to hear it. But mm-hmm. it's the truth. They, they remind me every single day, every single day, you know. Wow. Um, wow. But I, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say also specifically the way I teach that is I teach, you know I mean? I use a lot of contemporary poets uh, that I know um, to, to show them um, specific poetic devices. Because one thing, I, again, going back to the craft, I don't want it to be all feel good feelings. I do want that there, but I also want them to understand what it takes to craft a poem, right? Yeah. And not just write things out and say, this is done. You know what I mean? No, like now I want, there's gotta be intentional poetic device uses. You know what I mean? There's gotta be a, there's got to be a message that we're dr- trying to deliver on purpose. There's got to be some some you know literary uh, intentionality. You know what I'm saying behind the, the writing, and that's what I was telling them. I was like, you know, this is now a piece of writing. Now, what can we do to turn it into a poem? Here's mm-hmm. some techniques, and you know what I mean. And again, it's still because it's contemporary poets are all talking about identity, um, or talking about freedom, or talking about history, or talking about you know, it's all right in line of the idea of writing your own narrative because they're all doing it. And now I can say, now, did you see how they did it in an extended metaphor form? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you see how they did it using personification? Mm-hmm. Um, now you can do it too, you know? And so We at The Poet Life are excited to invite you to be a part of something that we've all been longing for. For far too long, each and every one of us have been searching for a way to get connected with like-minded people, specifically poets who have the desire to make poetry their career. We've all heard more than once from more than one person that there is no money in poetry. This couldn't be further from the truth. Your poetry is invaluable. Allow us to show you how successful you can be with your poetry. Learn how you can go from being an individual poet to launching a business that offers poetry as a service. Join us as we build the poetry industry together. The Poetry Business Network 
that is made of poets from all over the world who are looking to start their career in the poetry industry or simply do more with their poetry. We will meet twice a week on a Zoom call every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You will have the opportunity to meet and network with poets from all walks of life. You will also have the privilege of meeting and learning from the best professional poets in the world. Many of them have been guests on the Poet Life Podcast. We have also incorporated a book club where we read personal development books to help us change our mindset. In order for us to realize our greatness as professional poets, we must renew our minds. So, for just $1, you can check out the Poetry Business Network to see if you like it. We are confident that you will. If you choose to become a member after the first week, membership will be $79 a month. But if for whatever reason you don't, you can cancel at any time. There is no obligation. So, make the investment of just $1 and change the way you see and pursue poetry. We hope you become a part of the Poetry Business Network. Together, we can build the poetry industry. I just wanted to. No, that's good, man. That's dope, man, because it's so important, one, to reference uh, other poets and other pieces of work, but then it's super important to allow the student to navigate and learn uh, about their story and their voice, you know, because I think a lot of people with the perspective of, you know, what they think poetry is, is, is just their past of, you know, what, what they, or how it was presented to them. And it was, well, let's study these old poets, (laughs) you know, uh, and they never got a chance to to deploy it for themselves. You know what I mean? Like that, you know, when it comes to, you know, Poet Life Academy, we do the same thing. We go into schools and, you know, they commission us to focus on this theme, that topic, whatever it might be. And I, I share with them all the time that, you know, it's not just poetry class. It is, it is us using poetry as a tool to show that that they can do more than just uh, talk about their feelings. They can also write their feelings as well. Because most students or most most people, I won't say most youth, most people don't want to talk. You know what I'm saying? Like really, because a lot of a lot of people just feel like the other person can't relate to what they're going through. So so we like to give people the alternative um, and to share with them that there is an actual alternative, because most people, again, think that the only way to express themselves is through having to sit down and you know, be lectured or sit down and have to uh, uh, pour out all of their feeling to someone that they don't know. Right. You know, or um, worse, it's violence or it's substance, there you go. or it's, you know, I mean, uh, being a jerk to your to the people around you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. yep. Imploding and exploding. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So so it's better to release it in a more positive way. Um, than just, you know, uh, having it just come out any kind of way and you can't control it. 
right. know, that's what we share with the school system because that's what they're seeing. They're right. seeing the implosions and the explosions. That's why it's, you know, fights and guns being brought to school and, you know what I'm saying? And they, they just don't know how to express themselves. Right. Um, so I, so I have to teach the administrators too, that no, this is, this is deeper than poetry. Mm -hmm. It's deeper yeah. than let's, all right, let's rhyme. Nah, this, this is not that. This not, you know what I mean? This is not what, that's not what we're doing. Yeah. Nah, I mean, sometimes, you know, I like to, I like to tell the administrators it almost is kind of like that because then mm -hmm. they're like, oh, that's what they're doing in there. You know what I mean? And then, mm -hmm. But in the reality, it's what we're talking about, right? For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, sometimes man. people get scared of, I think uh, some, some people are scared of poets because they think we're so, I mean, to be fair, I feel like poets have had a lot of influence and impact on a lot of the rhetoric going out. That's real. That's been commercialized today. I think mm -hmm. poets been saying that forever. A lot of this stuff. So mm -hmm. I, I personally believe one spoken word poetry is, has been one of the biggest influences in our time for mm -hmm. social justice movements and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because because at th at that point you need straight words. You need a straight message and you don't need anything distracting you from that message, you know, whether it's the beat or the rhythm, the, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, yeah. So that's, 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 um, that's major. Um, so what, what does your week look like? You know, uh, you know, are you currently at a school or? Um, I mean, right now my week is Monday through Monday through Thursday, I work at, uh, at starting right now. I do programming work with them for most of the time, um, depending on the day of the week and depending on, uh, you know, how my wife feels. Mm -hmm. uh, I may be out on a show at night, uh, either supporting others or um, working, you know what I mean, working mm -hmm. on progressing what I do with Grow House. And, um, and then Fridays, I'm typically at a school or doing, that's my workshop day. It's also my business planning day with my partner. Um, so, and then typically Friday night, Saturday, Sunday, we're probably running either running the show or we're out, or I'm out performing at a show. Mm. Or, now, this has just happened real recently. So, like, and that's why I think that's kind of cool. With like, it's kind of forced me to cut out a lot of stuff in my life because mm. I can't if I. That's it. You know what I mean? I you don't, you only got so much capacity. I mean, I'm not no super duper genius. You know what I mean? I don't. I only, I only got me. I only got so much capacity for to fo fully focus on so many things. And I have ADHD, so I if I get unfocused, I will lose steam and energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of I, I like where I'm at now because now I don't have no wiggle room mm -hmm. to focus on like those three things, like my yeah. job, which I love my personal individual poetry career and grow house uh you know my event company and uh my arts at, or my arts entertainment company with my boy curtis david oh and of course you know my wife and being a good person in the world but for sure yeah. for sure when did you get married uh april 24 no, no that's april um 11th of this year yeah. oh mm -hmm. this year yeah, yeah. congratulations yeah. man <laughs> Thank you, man. That's dope. Yeah. In the wait during the pandemic, uh, yeah, yeah, we had a small uh, wedding. It wasn't a big, big brew haha like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Was it tough to coordinate? Uh, well, it the, the vent. It was tough to find a venue that would do it at all that was decent. Right. But 
we did when we did find the venue, they were like, "Hey, we we could use this money, so we're we're here." Right. For it. And we got we got a pretty nice, really nice venue, I think, for a really good price. To be honest, that's um, good. But we got we kind of got lucky. It kind of worked in our favor in, in that way. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, good, 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 good. Gotcha. Is she in the arts as well, or? Yeah, she is. She's actually a poet. That's kind of how we met, which is another thing poetry is. Uh, right, yeah. I've, I've heard that too, yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely it brought me a wife, an amazing, amazing woman. But yeah, she's a poet. She's not a, a performer, though. I'm way more out. We're kind of yin and yang in that capacity, gotcha. you know. She does not like the spotlight, um, you know, but she's just wicked smart. She She's an incredible writer. She has a manuscript. Um, already put together she and she's been writing longer way more poems than i have you know what i mean like it's, mm-hmm. it's always been something that she did but now she uh she started a jewelry company that's kind of where she's been putting a lot of her creative efforts and uh i mean i could show you literally on this side of the room my this is my half of the office her half is over behind the screen and it's just all jewelry stuff and i, I mean i'm proud of her for that man she's so dope i think and i feel one thing that kind of feels good is i feel like i kind of helped inspire her to pursue something for herself that she could mm-hmm. do based on her craft and her hands um and 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 get away from that working for other people because that's mm-hmm. kind of what she was she was in that cycle um and again i'm not, i'm not trying to say i changed her life or no i mean we change each other's life obviously but it's cool to know that following my person my passion in a genuine way mm-hmm. has rubbed off on the people that i love most in a positive awesome way and i mean she's incredible at it she and she she is very intentional you know what I mean? Mm. She studied and has been studying. She had she didn't even sell a piece of jewelry, I think, until she did it for two years and was putting things together. And so, and that, and she gets better and better and better as she gets on. I'm I'm proud of her. Not, I don't want to keep bragging on, but no, nah, that's what you're supposed to do, man. Yeah, you know that's what you're supposed to do, man. Don't stop that. Uh, good stuff, bro. Good stuff. Um, what do you have coming up? How can people find you? What's going on with you right now? Uh, most of my stuff, I'm still focused on 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 really uh, on Tampa right now. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking about maybe hitting the circuit again, but right now my main focus is I got to finish this book before I do really do anything else. Yeah. I need to crank crack down on that. And um, but you can find me on Den- uh, on online Dennis Amadeus. Uh, I do uh, I, there's videos um, on YouTube that I have Dennis Amadeus. Um, if you're ever in the Tampa area and you're looking for a show, um, hit up hit me up. Uh, hit up Grow House, um, uh, Grow House Tampa on IG, and um, I mean we the 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 community here is really really dope, and uh, you know what I'm saying, and there's a lot of stuff happening. So any posts that are coming out, you know, I, I'm always open to people hitting me up, and I, I'll put you on the shows and let you know where you can go. I can't get everybody paid, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. I, especially if I don't know you, but. <laughs> um, I will show you where the open mics are and where the poetry hotspots where you can at least be heard and seen a little bit. You know what I mean? Awesome. Awesome. Question. Yes, sir. Um, why, why no stage name? Why, why your government name? I mean, it's technically a stage name because my, my full name is De- Amadeus is my middle name. So Dennis Amadeus, my last name is actually Lemmerman. Gotcha. And my last name is Lemmerman. So that's gotcha. why. I <laughs> with gotcha. that. But because I, bro, I went, I was D dollars at one point. I was dilemma at one point. I was all kinds of silly, silly names. You know what I'm saying? And Dennis Amadeus is a dope name. You know what I'm saying? That is a dope name. And I just had to accept that. And I did. And when I started poetry, 
it, it was uh, to a little feedback. My, my biological father uh, or a little background. My biological father was a DJ and that's kind of why he traveled the world the way he did. And he was really successful. Mm-hmm. He was kind of a producer in, in Europe and in, in kind of the techno world and stuff. And so his name, his first name was Amadou. He, uh, he had an African name, Amadou Ba. And mm-hmm. he didn't like it, at, you know what I mean, at the time because it sounded very African. So when he, he, he changed it to DJ Amadeus. And that's how, and that, so that was his DJ name. He was DJ Amadeus. And then um, when I was born, he gave me that. That was my middle name, Amadeus. Gotcha. gotcha. And I was embarrassed about it for so many years because, and I'm not going to, we can get into a whole other thing about my race and identity issues that I had, especially because I wasn't around no family. You know what I mean? That's a whole other thing. But right. um, I was just so embarrassed about it because I didn't think it was black enough or whatever. But mm. it was so cool, man. It's, it's such a cool name. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Very happy that it's a real name, my real name. And on top of that, I came. Nobody had it. I was able to grab everything: Twitter, Instagram, the website, all of that, everything. So mm-hmm. it's fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I will suggest: go get your name everywhere. 100 percent before it's gone. Even if you're not using the platform, if a new Even platform comes out, I jump it. on it and put my name on it. Yeah, temporarily disable it if you need to. Go get your full name everywhere. And if you have children, get their names too. I have the domains for all three of my daughters. And that's that's thinking ahead right there. (laughs) If you think about it, it's an investment. Mm -hmm. That's an investment for your daughters. You know what I mean? Because you know you want them to be doing something, right? Um, That is outside of them working for someone else. Um, you know, um, even if they do or, or did choose to work for someone, um, you know, they, they also could be a contractor like yourself, uh, do some things on the side and, and when someone writes that check, they can still write it to them and it still be in their business name, which is their government name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I'm not gonna lie, that is awesome. Once I got that name registered, mm-hmm. it was cool to say, put Dennis Amadeus on that. There show. you go. Yeah. Exactly. And look, it can go in your personal or your or your business, whatever, <laughs> whatever one you choose. Hey, right, exactly. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but uh yeah, man. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, a lot of poets, just artists, think they have to have a stage name, you know, outside of their name. You know, the funny, the worst part about it, and I don't know if this is universal, maybe it's a little controversial, but I feel like most poets look down on poets with stage name, which is the irony of it. You know what I mean? Most of the successful poets, they're looking at poets who have these funny stage names, like, you know what I mean? Because guess what? I think of the top 10 successful poets. It's just their names. (laughs) It's just their names. That's it. Yeah. But like you, I'm sure they've, They've had stage names, and then they were like, "You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> Let me I'm growing up a little. You're bit. not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, you know, and and mm-hmm. and I'm starting a business, and it's like um, it's like Ludacris and 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 The Rock, right? They they both had stage names, but but when they started getting into business, they were like, "You know what? I need to use Chris Bridges. I need to use Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Okay, I'll throw The Rock in the middle, like it's my middle name. You know, Chris." Chris Ludacris Bridges, whatever. Um, but I want people to know who I am. Right. 
And it, you know? it, it, you're right. It removes because they rem yo. You're, what you're saying is is, is perfect because it removes you from that character now. Now you're now you're a successful person, not just a character, not just yeah. the Rock, not just Ludacris. Yeah. Now you're right on the money, man. Yeah. And it, it, yeah, you can get you can go further. I mean, both of them they do way more than just wrestle and rap. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And like you said, you can do a whole lot more with your name mm -hmm. than just that art or that thing. You yeah. know, because because now Dennis Amadeus, it being an entity, you are wide open to operate in different industries in in uh, capacities. You know, so yeah. so it's not Dennis Amadeus the poet. All right, now everything that you operate under Dennis Amadeus the poet got to be poetry. No, <laughs> <laughs> the poet. Yeah, I, that 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 always kind of gets them when people have the poet. But there are successful people who have the no, poet. No, for sure. So for I'm sure. not gonna knock it. I'm not gonna. Knock yeah, it. not gonna knock it. Um, but just just be intentional. Right. Right. If if you're intentional about that being the lane that you're going to be in and, and, and you focusing in that lane, cool, not a problem. But just know what the possibilities are uh, going a different direction, right? Um, uh, like yourself, uh, didn't like my name. I'm Christoph, you know, Christoph. <laughs> you know, and and uh, do you know a black Christoph? Uh, I, I, I don't. Um, and so when you're younger, you want to be like everybody else. You want to be in the in the in the circle of friends and and uh um you know you just want to be cool. Right. And Christoph was not cool. Like the name, I was always cool, but the name was just like ah, call me Chris, right? You know, call me Little C or whatever, you know. And uh, but as you get older, you're like being different is where it's at. That's Bro. how you. That's how you stand out. That's you, how people remember you. Nail on the head, and, and that is always funny to see between the high schoolers and you know what I mean, mm. like how they all want to be so similar, and it's like, it's ironic because that's the opposite of what how you succeed. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I was the same way in high school. You know, a lot of. Yeah, my I mean, it's just it comes with the territory, man. But if they learn that early, man. Right. They learn that early, man. So, oh. so that's why that's why those workshops and and um, classes are so important. You know, when it comes to the arts, it's like when they get they're like, oh, I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah, no, exactly, man. Yeah. And, and yeah, they're ju just sometimes you know what always hits them. It's so funny to me. It's the little things that hit them and stick with them. Uh, me saying "get free," you know what I mean? Like just that. Some of them that's so. That concept is so foreign to them that that's yeah. the first time that they heard and processed. Oh, getting free means I can actually express myself without mm -hmm. getting in trouble. You know what I'm saying? It's like, um, you know what I mean? It, it, it's crazy. It's the little things, man. For it, it's uh, yeah. Anyways. You know, my audience, my audience knows that uh, it's almost like uh, I'm a I'm a preacher because uh, you know it'll it'll seem like I'm ending. Then I'll just go on another tangent. <laughs> so I'm gonna just end it, man, because you know this. I, I was I was I don't know what your podcast time is, but I could talk to you. I feel like I could talk to you forever, man. Yeah, man. I, you know, 
Uh, same way, man. I, I just I keep it about an hour, hour and a half, you know. Um, but yeah. I love these conversations. That's why I love podcasting because I get to meet new people, and yeah. I I get to talk about business, and I get to talk about poetry. The two things that I love, you know, and 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 just to meet new people per, uh, part is just the awesome thing. And because I I would imagine that you know we could stay connected and and possibly work together. And when I fly out to Tampa or somewhere near, we can connect and make some, you know, make some things happen. Yeah, and I want to um, bring you in the fold as it relates to Poet Life University um, and, and, and and have you, you know, cameo, have you come in and facilitate some some workshops and some classes. And, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do. Uh, I want to get into more teaching other poets like that are like pursuing mm-hmm. a career because that's one place I always put myself down. It's like other poets don't want to hear me. They want to hear better poets. You know, uh, like, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, that's that self-deprecation. Talk yeah, about. man. Yeah. It's, it's, what is that called? Um, imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah I'm, I'm the same way. I didn't want to do this podcast. I didn't want to be the host. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, who am I? Who am I? Like, I mean, you know, but yeah. like, who, who aren't you like, like you are you, and this is affirmations like, yo, it's like, and bring this to your students, like step into your greatness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it is, it's, it's stepping into your greatness takes a whole different form of confidence. Yeah. Like you can be confident, you know, I'm confident, you know, but like, being great at something or just being a great person takes a lot of confidence because, you know, you got to do stuff like this and, and, and share your life, share your story, um, even be in front of the camera sometimes, even if you feel like I've been saying it forever, like, you know, I'm, I, I'm better behind the camera, which I am. You know, mm-hmm. and I would rather be, but that's my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So, so it was out of nowhere that God gave me this confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, you're you're dope. Your energy is awesome. You ask great questions. You know what I mean? If I could throw some affirmations your way, this is that, awesome. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's even though I probably did a lot of talking, you helped bring a lot of that out. So you know, but look, watch, I'm studying podcasting and interviewing uh and and if you look in the comments they're like yo tell the host to be quiet let the dude talk or let the lady talk you know what i'm saying so i'm that's why i'm like nah go 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 you know they don't want to hear me they hear me all the time so it's like they want to hear the guests that you bring on so i'm learning that so like you said it's it's studying the craft and i'll even venture to 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 share with you um uh l- even if it's not now later on down the line think about podcasting bro well that's where uh grow house is actually that's something they're working on that uh I, I feel i feel a little bad because that was something that was a vision he had for a while he wanted a podcast he he mm-hmm. you know he, he brought his dad in on he wanted to to really represent and i was the one that was like man mm-hmm. there's like a million podcasts who wants to hear us you know mm-hmm. i was i was the one throwing throwing the song yeah but uh, he, Low House he, podcast. I don't bro. care if I gotta do it myself. We gonna we gonna run this podcast. So I was For like, sure. all right, look, I'm not gonna let you go out there by yourself. 
I got you. Just tell me what you need. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But that's dope. That's dope. Because what it what it does is automatically makes you a thought leader and automatically gives you a platform. Wow. That's what a po- that's that's what a podcast is. Change the word podcast to platform. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it like that. That's actually you, you know. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. People will will now want to come onto your platform. Right. You you now have something more to offer. Right. You are you are you are more than in you are more than an individual. Mm-hmm. Uh you're you're an entity as it is, but you'll you'll be an entity with a platform, a production company. It's it's so man, I'm, and it's free. <laughs> it's free. Right. You know, and you and look, you can when I'm finished recording this i'll be inserting my own commercials <laughs> you see what i'm saying so i can pub my i can pub my own stuff and i i can even uh get sponsors uh related to this topic and stuff like this um but be paid to promote their product or their service mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you can make money through p- podcasting as well by by just having dope conversation with somebody that you just met or somebody that you admire you know what i'm saying so that's not just for you that's that's for those listening and watching i i suggest podcasting to any and everybody because you may think podcasting is saturated, bro. It is in its infancy <laughs> on a major scale. Hey, look, I'm not, I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock it anymore. I'm not going to, let's put it. Yeah, way. man. I'm, yeah, I'm, so. I'm looking at it with fresh eyes and what it yeah. was. You know, yeah. You know so when you do hit me up, I would love to be one of your guests, man. Oh man. That, hey, that may be dope. I don't know. Um, if uh because i think it's a local they're going to focus on local artists but gotcha. but, gotcha. yeah. That's but dope. I, I ever have a podcast i'll definitely hit you up no but i like that i like that because niche uh podcasts do well mm-hmm. they do well like this is a niche podcast right you know about poetry and business like right. it's, it's it's double niche down you know it's not i don't have a bunch of poets performing and this that and other you know so so um but yeah Listen, Dennis, man, I appreciate you. Yeah. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you uh, for carving out some of your time and, and having a dope conversation with me. I enjoyed it. Um, like I said, I love having conversations like this and meeting new people. You're a dirt, dope poet, bro. And and those watching, listening, go follow him. You don't have to guess what his name is. It's right there. You know, Den- Dennis Amadeus. All right. Check him out. For those listening. It's Dennis, spelled regularly. Last name is uh, Amadeus, A-M-A-D-E-U-S. Go follow him on Instagram. Go to his website. Just add .com to it. That's how I keep telling folks. I keep (laughs) telling y'all, make it simple. Make it super easy for people to find and follow you. All right? All right? So so don't have to spell your name a million times for, for folks to... To remember your Instagram or your website. All right. Dennis, if there's anything that you could leave the folks, man, how would you inspire the people? Oh, man. 
uh, a final word. I would say, uh, well, you mean a poem or, or, or just some final hey, We can go there if you like. It's up to you. <laughs> uh, I would say, man, I don't know, man. I feel like I, I said everything that I could say. Uh, I got a little one minute. Um, if home, if home is where the heart is, then success lies in the gardens of our souls. Many savor the flavor, but only few can make it grow because it's a dirty job in a hot climate made for hungry farmers, made for the people who sweat from their brow is what waters the seeds of their dreams blossom. Even if the dirt is dusty, it'll soon be dust and mouths left agape from watching you eat off the fruits of your labor and not the offerings off their plate. For you, there's no such thing as hate or haters, just disgruntled fans who looked up to see if you'd give up, but instead you picked up your baggage, you checked it, now get ready to fly. Remember that even in the air, you still have to grind. Still have to lift each step out of the dirt and crud. That's what we mean when we say get it from the mud. Get it how, it li how you live. Get it how it comes. Just never give up. The seed is always more important than the flower. Just never as beautiful. Feed you till they're full. Then grow. More nutrients for your soul. It's where success lies. And home is where the heart is. You deserve a home-grown meal. Good off, man. Much love, brother. <laughs> Heavy. That's the perfect way to end this episode, <laughs> this conversation. Look, everybody, if you need more, if you want more from The Poet Life, go to thepoetlife.com. Check us out. If you need some gear, go to poetlifegear.com. Listen, follow us on Instagram, everything Poet Life. If you want to learn more about poetry and the business behind poetry and creating a poetry career, enroll go to poetlifeuniversity.com we have professors from across the country we have the best and soon soon we'll have dennis as one of our professors Ooh. at the poet life university yeah. man right now we have two courses uh, available um two out of seven seven well five of them are already filled the two courses that remain are uh poets teaching in the classroom and how to grow your brand as a poet on social media heavy um and that teacher that professor has about almost two million followers on TikTok. uh anthony highland he goes by i speak 1906. oh wow <laughs> that's so you know yes man we when he first started we started TikTok the same time and this is matter of fact this is this is great because we started TikTok the same time and then he 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 got a lot of traction quick and then he, mm -hmm. he blew up real fast and mm -hmm. then i because we were actually talking and we like we, we were trying to write a poem together because we were trying to do some new thing at the time TikTok was still brand kind of fresh and right. so we were like oh can we do somehow do a team piece through mm -hmm. TikTok? you know what i mean it, it ended up not working out but he ended up blowing up mm -hmm. uh, and then another poet that i knew ended up go, get, go blowing up and mm -hmm. then i started getting like damn man well maybe TikTok ain't for me and so <laughs> So in the same vein where I where instead of uh like when I started poetry, right? Yeah. I would in, in, in for TikTok, I walked out of the room. I didn't stay uh, and watch the people who were better than me and uh -huh. watch better than me. Yeah. And now I look back and now I see I, I see I speak blew all the way up, yes, bro. Sir. All yes, the way, all the way up. See, he I remember when he started big too. Big boy. Yeah. Huh? He he uh I remember when he started too. He um he's very intentional. He studied mm -hmm 
uh, TikTok and just yeah. social media. And he, yeah, he learned why and how and what to do and all of that. And he did every last thing, as you can see. Yeah. You know, so, uh, so again, um, that class is going to be strong, man. That class is going to be strong. So, uh, listen, it's the Poet Life podcast. It's Christoph and it's Dennis. Listen, y'all have a great evening and we out. Find a way, find a way.